0: Romans chapter 5. What is it, do you think, that most people are seeking in life? What do they really want? You know, I notice, uh, you know, all my life I have seen images on television from back during the Vietnam War. Of the protesters that would have holding up signs. And what was the main thing that they had on those signs more than anything else? Peace. 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 Uh, I, I've mentioned before how you've all seen <clears throat> uh, the little bumper sticker that has all the religious symbols on it. You know, and it spells out the word um, coexist what is their what is their purpose? what are they looking for? Peace by the way, you know that that 's impossible that coexist because Christianity, the cross part of that doesn 't belong there because it is totally incompatible with the rest of those, but they want peace Saint Augustine once said in his, when he he wrote it in his book, Confessions, he says, You made us for yourself, and our hearts find no peace until they rest in you. Now, Paul, here in Romans, he has been building up. He started out with the first several chapters talking about how we have sinned against God. And, and we are enemies of God. We abide under the wrath of God because of our sin. And this morning, if you are restless and seeking for peace, then Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 is for you. Therefore, Paul says, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now anytime Paul uses the word therefore. We need to look and see what it's there for. Why does Paul use that word? It goes back Paul says okay. Everything you've heard me say. Everything that I have written to you up to this point. Therefore here's what that leads to. The fact that. uh, That you know at, at this point. In Paul's letter, he, having explained the doctrine of justification by grace through faith, Paul now he says, Here's the result of that. That you were sinners, you were enemies of God, and the wrath of God is being poured out against them. He says, But I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because the gospel is the power of God to everyone who believes. Chapter 3 verse 21 but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law the righteousness of God through the Lord Jesus Christ so Paul has led up to this that that peace is, is the fruit of justification. In other words, what is justification? That's just simply being made right with God, having a right relationship with God. And there's only one way we can do that. As he says, that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. There, there at the end of verse 5, uh, chapter one, uh, verse 1 of chapter 5, we have peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, that is the only way you will ever have peace with God is through the Lord Jesus Christ. But peace is just one of those fruits, as we're going to see as we go along. Uh, we not only have peace with God, but we have access to God through prayer. We have joy. We have a sense of being loved and accepted by God because of our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we we need to make a distinction here because the Bible speaks uh, here of peace with God. There is the peace of God and then there is peace with God. And these two things are separate, but they go together. It's a distinction between having these. Uh, Turn with me over to Philippians chapter 4. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These verses uh, envision something uh, upsetting situation coming into our life. And, and Paul here is saying that we have the peace of God during this time, uh, you know, whether it be the loss of a job or some kind of sickness. But during such times of stress and personal, we can have peace in our lives when you go to the doctor, and the doctor gives you this, this this terrible news, and you have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, you can also have the peace of God during that time. When we face, uh, you know, today in our world, we face unparalleled times in the history. I mean, everybody agrees with that, right? That, that there has never been uh, the... The craziness that we see in our world. You know, if you have not seen a a documentary out there by a man by the name of Matt Walsh called What is a Woman? You should watch that. We and Cindy watched that, and I told her, I said, those people have got to be actors. There is no way anybody in their right mind believes that kind of stuff. But They do. But, but Paul is telling us that, that in the midst of this craziness that we're in, in our world today, that we can have peace, peace, that we know that one day the Lord Jesus Christ will return and he'll make everything right. And we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to be afraid about it. And so this is what Paul's talking about there, about having the peace of God, about during times of such stress that we need personal peace in our lives. And it's the peace of God reminding me that He is sovereign, that He's in control. Now, I don't have to worry about it. Aren't you glad we don't have to worry about it? Aren't you glad that what goes on in Washington ultimately is not our decision? It's God's. Right. But this is not the peace that Paul is talking about here in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Uh, b- because of our sin, we are at war with God. We have been at war with God, and He is at war with us. But peace has now been uh, provided for us by God. God took the initiative. God said, Here I come with terms of peace. But let me tell you something, folks. Here's where we get off track. God says, here are my terms for peace, absolute, total surrender on your part. And we say, well, now, hang on a minute. Can we kind of revise the terms? And he says, no, but we time to think that we can. We seem to think that we can we can uh, revise the terms of peace. But this this peace has been provided by us uh, for us by God. If we have been justified through faith in Jesus Christ, there is no peace without Christ. You get that? None. The Muslim has no peace with God through Allah. The Buddhist has no peace with God through Buddha. The humanist has no peace with God through their own efforts. There is only one way to have peace with God, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must realize that nothing is more appropriate and logical at this point in Romans. Paul has spent several chapters telling us that God has not been at peace with us, but is at war with us because of our ungodly and wicked behavior. Romans 1.18, for the, for the wrath of God is, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. All of it. God has declared war on sin. And those who love it. And we are this. And, and, and I think about those today. i tell you, it, it, it both angers me and breaks my heart. That there are those in our world today who live an ungodly lifestyle in the homosexual world. Lifestyle and think, but God's my savior. Jesus is my savior and he loves me and he allows me to live in this. What they have done is they have taken God's terms of peace and revised them. But they're the only ones that know that God still says, no, we're still at war. God has demanded our total and absolute surrender to his will to 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 repent of our sin and turn from it because he has declared war. But Paul then reveals that what God has done to satisfy his wrath against us in Jesus Christ. Listen. If you and I can live any way we want, if we can live in sin, if we can uh, in, indulge sin in our life, then Jesus Christ was crucified for nothing. But he wasn't crucified for nothing. Christ hung upon that cross and he was bore. He bore our sin. Uh, the prophet Isaiah says that God laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus took my sin and your sin and he went to the cross and he bore the penalty. The penalty, the wages of sin is death. And Jesus bore this on the cross of Christ. The son bore the father's wrath in our place. You see the wrath that is due to me because of my sin. Jesus took my sin. Jesus took your sin. And there the wrath of God was poured out on him. You know what that means? You know what that leads to? That means that now there is peace between me and God. Because His wrath has been appeased. And we cannot, we cannot adequately portray the gospel without saying that God proved that He was satisfied by the fact that Jesus rose from the dead the third day.